Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the 909 Podcast. This week we'll be talking about our favourite albums from David Byrne and George Fitzgerald. And we have tracks of the week from Leon Bridges and Serpent With Feet, among others. Later on the show we'll be talking to Richie Egan, or Jape, about procrastination, living in Malmo and creating music for Donald Deneen's new long-form documentary, Pathways. Uh, I'm 909 and I'm joined by Ellen Fitzpatrick. How are you doing? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? Good, yeah. I'm, I'm much better this week than I was last week. So am I. I yeah. think you could hear kind of a nasally tone in our podcast last yeah, week. Sorry about that, guys. Cold and flu season. In, but we're in over the it now. Yeah, we're finally over it. Um, I've, I was at a gig on Sunday, uh, uh, an old master went to see uh, Michael McDonald oh, yeah. from the Doobie Brothers um, and it was really good fun, I really enjoyed it. Uh, turns out he's from Tullamore. Really? Yeah, so he says anyway. A long line of family members yeah. to Tullamore. It was a great gig, um, he played all his, his big hits like I keep forgetting and uh, it was really, really good, um, really, really nice show. Uh, definitely the oldest crowd I've seen in a long time. Oh yeah, uh, but kind of probably nicer though. I'm kind of getting sick of young crowds. And I'm oh, are you? Oh, <laughs> getting sick of young crowds. Getting sick of it. Oh, All on their Instagrams, taking videos. And well, there wasn't much of that sick. now, but it yeah. was heartening to see. You know, like when you go see you know, uh, gigs from uh, older artists, um, it's definitely a bit of a buzz sometimes because like it's a seated gig in Vicar Street people are sitting down and then all of a sudden there was two women in the middle and they were like up and throwing shapes and ah, it was like, went yeah. for it. go great. on Michael go on Michael true respect it was very good um, well the other thing that happened in Vicar Street this week uh, or last week was uh, Ships won the Choice Music yeah, Prize amazing. I heard there we go we How discussed was um, yeah it was really good I really enjoyed the uh, it, all 10 acts played um, and Chase Nabby as well who won Song of the Year uh, also played um, so yeah for me like I, I really enjoy the um, ceremony itself and the fact that you get to see 10 live bands 
I mean, it's a good uh, indication of where Irish music is at, and that was um, kind of a really interesting way of seeing them all in one go. Uh, I thought there were some clear standouts for me in the live performance. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Lancome. Particularly, oh, oh they were brilliant. Them. I was nearly moved to tears by what they were doing. Um, Talos particularly did really, really well live. Uh, James Tomorrow got up and did an acoustic set. Um, really, really good. His first song that he did was um, National from oh yeah. True Care, and he just did it him on piano, and it was uh, oh, what a man! Pretty breathtaking. But unfortunately, uh, he did not win this time round. So how many times is that that he's been nominated? Four times. Four and times. But well, we love left. you, Jamie V. Don't worry. <laughs> well, it was an interesting one because um, ships. Uh, or you know, in many ways, are a surprise winner. Um, I it was as as many people would know, uh, my favorite Irish album of last year, and uh, I got a nice shout out from the band as well. But uh, nice. yeah, but uh, I was surprised to see them win because, um, while I felt that it it's an album that a lot of people would have a hard time, uh, disliking. I wasn't sure if there was enough love in the room for yeah. what they actually did. But, That's you know, great. yeah, uh, apparently it was between them, Fionn Regan and New Jackson in the okay. end. So that was uh, interesting. Yeah. Um, but they made a lovely speech um, and Sorka from the band. Uh, they were shocked. They were plainly and shocked. And had a bit of a cash prize as well, which yeah, is nice. Yeah, they win 10,000 euro. And um, they're a couple who um, also make music together. Um, they put a lot of heart and soul in what they do. They put a lot of... Uh, they did a crowdfunding campaign for their album, which oh, yeah. uh, was about six grand to do a really nice um, physical uh, vinyl product. Um, so at the very least, they'll they'll make that money back from that. But uh, Sorka also had a lovely speech about uh, the value of giving um, children uh, access to music equipment. Oh, yeah. Which was a really nice thing to say, considering yeah. they were so um, shocked at waning. Um, but that is, uh, I was delighted to see it. I'm actually going to play a little bit of from a ship song in celebration. This is uh, Ships All Will Be. is the flavor of the ship's album procession that song is called all will be uh, what i really liked about the ship's album winning and people have asked me in the last week like uh, do you think they deserved it i think they totally deserved it um for me on on out of the list um it's an album that does fresh things with old sounds in that way it's kind of a like disco electronic um synth pop um it has some lyrical depth to it as well and also the production is really really good so um Again, uh, delighted for ships again, and uh, congrats to them uh, for winning the Choice Music Prize. Now, uh, last week we talked a little bit about um, State Magazine closing. Um, we had more news. Yeah, magazine. I think it was the same day it came out um, that NME will no longer be doing a print edition. But still online, which is something, but I don't yeah. know about their content, do we? 
How yeah, well do you think that'll do? I think it's an interesting thing to to look at uh, how Enemy has been doing for the last 15 years. It's basically been struggling with uh, its own identity in lots of ways. It used to have... Um, it used to start the conversation and steer the conversation in terms of new music in the UK. And, uh, you know, it would be... The ba- it would be the publication that would set trends and yeah. uh, name trends. I saw that it was the first magazine to have singles charts on it. Yeah, way back in the day. I mean, it's been going for a long, long time and it, it definitely served uh, a big, big purpose. Um, but that purpose has not been clear for a long time uh, as, a tr- as a traditional music publication. I think, when was the last time? Have you ever read Enemy? I don't remember really reading it, no. Yeah, I used to read it when I was like 15 or 16, and that's probably like the last time I looked at it out of it was out of interest just to have a look, yeah. see what they were writing about. But um, Anything interesting on it? Yeah, I mean, I thought they, uh, well, that was about four or five years ago, they were covering new music in an interesting way, but they've been struggling a lot since. Um, I, I, it was nice to see it in print, actually, still doing new music stuff, but... You know, I think it's been it moved into a more uh, mainstream direction, and I think the niche that it has, especially now in terms of like it always represented indie and guitar music, and yeah. that's and now less it has relevant. Taylor Swift on it. Yeah, well, here look, here's uh, some examples from uh, Enemy.com uh, to show you how it's kind of uh, changing its own perception of itself um, through its headlines online, and especially to a younger audience. This is just in the last week. These are a few headlines. Taylor Swift's new video for Delicate features a gay porn actor. James Blunt just burned John Mayer on Twitter. The Simpsons, who shot Mr. Burns' episode, could have been very different. Elon Musk says that Kanye West inspires him. Like, that's not the kind of content that... It doesn't read more like the Daily Mail than Enemy would have done. So I think it's confusing itself in lots of ways. Um, But yeah, look, it's it's not going away. It'd be interesting to see if um, Enemy does do anything. It's now owned by Time and... um, Traditionally, um, publications who are owned by uh, traditional old media does not do well in new media. So that's a pity. It's a pity. It's an end of an era in lots of ways. But um, maybe they can focus more on their online content now, though. Well, they'll have to. But if if that's that's still the standard standard they have at this point, I can't see it to be continued anyway. It's chasing hits now, and I don't know where that's going to take it. Um, Yeah, that's the thing. Like you know, I'm. I run the other nine. It's a small publication that, that writes about new music, but at the same time, you know, I know that there's an audience out there who are keen to to look and listen to those artists. Yeah. So you have to pick your niche, and I, Enemy is almost too big to pick a niche now. Too much, yeah. So it's an interesting one. Uh, we'll see where it goes. Um, but in the meantime, back to something uh, positive. Uh, I'm going to take some tracks of the week. We'll start with uh, Leon Bridges, brand new track from him called "Bad Bad News." Thank you. 
track from Leon Bridges, Bad Bad News. This is one of two new songs Leon has released ahead of his upcoming album Good Thing out on May 4th with his executive producer Ricky Reed. His last album Coming Home was out in 2015 so we've been waiting a while for this and this song is great. What do you think of it? Yeah, I love it. Um, he When he first came out he basically made old soul music uh, in the style of Sam Cooke and uh, he wore the suits to to match but uh, I feel like there's a bit more something fresh going on yeah, here it's still old school modern, yeah still old school but it's uh, it sounds a bit uh, more fresh it, th- it also was released as one of two tracks that he released at the same time and both of these uh, songs are really really nice yeah I'm uh, really looking forward to that album now yeah uh, it'll be interesting one to hear sounds like a really new cool modern soul album and maybe a uh, has shares a lot with uh, one of our next artists, which we'll talk about uh, shortly, uh, Anderson Pack. But in the meantime, let's uh, take a track from uh, Serpent with Feet. This is Bless Your Heart. Whoever reads about how much I adore you, I hope my words bring them something new, something new. Oh, child, bless your heart. Keep it in the heart With you I can empty myself of all my rivers And become a remarkable sky as a brand new song from uh, an artist called Serpent with Feet, um, who I came across uh, about two years ago um, through uh, Sally uh, Cinnamon, who I do the Loose Joints podcast with. Josiah Wise is his name. Uh, yeah, this is from his upcoming album Soil. Uh, I think he's a really interesting artist. He has a, he actually released like two or three albums last year, um, but mostly instrumental stuff. Yeah. Um, and he's signed to uh, I think Triangle Records, and he did he do some stuff with Warp as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's Warp. A few different things going yeah. on. Yeah, he has that um very deep level of expression that most a lot of artists do not have he's definitely seems like he's bearing a lot um very heartfelt and uh yeah he's really interesting he reminds me of anoni in lots of ways yeah the expression of his voice and the timbre of it this um, is the first time hearing him and i love him yeah he's really interesting he looks very interesting too he looks yeah uh, did you see the video for this song yeah it's really kind of like decadent it's like it's like all red velvet and he's like it's just him it's really good yeah it's a it's a it's a it's a strange look and it's a new look and it's fresh i like it uh serpent with feet is his name i think the album's coming out uh shortly on uh triangle and warp i believe um really good and so that's a uh, serpent with feet our next track this week is uh, a fortet remix of bicep <laughs>
as a four-tech remix of Biceps Opal, taken from, uh, uh, well, uh, just released this week, but uh, a cover from, um, or a remix of uh, their song from their self-titled 2017 demo album. Really, really nice track as well. Vortet is a bit of a remix master and always comes up with the goods. And uh, Ellen, how do you, what do you think it is? Yeah, I really like it. It's really kind of, it's lighter kind of than the original and it's kind of like trancy and dreamlike. Really like it. Yeah, that's kind of uh, the sound that Forte kind of excels at. Really, um, should say he also dropped three new tracks for free download uh, this oh, week as well. Um, get on that. Yeah, some uh, one of them as well as this track called "Question," which uh, was heating up a lot of dance floors last year. So uh, do look out for that. But that is the Opal. Um, op- track is called Opal from Bicep and that is the Fortet remix now we finally have some new music from the man himself Anderson Pack. this is called Till It's Over you know I talk about you highly I'm fascinated for the time being we can laugh until the morning or we can dance in the hallway only one more night in Los Angeles I really thought that I can handle it Funny thing is, I was holding back tears I didn't think this day would happen I'd give all this up for a chance it. You would've thought I'd be the man for this But the funny thing is, we can never say it I didn't think this day would happen I'm about it till it's over I'm about it till it's over Until it's over. This is his first new song since Yes Load in 2016, which was amazing. And we've been waiting a while for new music. Some of you might have seen it from the video that was out during the week for the HomePod with Apple, with FKA Twigs in it, directed by Spike Jones. Yeah, um, Anderson Pack uh, released Malibu in I think 2015, 2016. It was my favorite album of that year. Yeah, I remember uh, seeing I him s- in the Academy. I still play it. Yeah. I still play it so constantly. It's a brilliant album and he's a brilliant artist and he's going to be huge. If he's not huge already, he is going to be massive. Uh, this is a really nice surprise. Yeah, it's weird that the way it arrived, I guess, it yeah. as part of a soundtrack for an Apple ad, but that's what happens Getting sometimes. Some that's why that. it's only available on Apple Music at the moment, the song itself. And uh, yeah, but look, I really like it. Even though it does, uh, it does what a lot of those, uh, it's very zeitgeisty in the way that it's produced. Um, it has that like kind of uh, frenzied electronic thing going on with some like harp and and synth yeah. stuff, but uh, I think it does it in a in a way that doesn't feel like it's just bowing to um, uh, the norms. Like yeah, it's not yeah. bowing to the the uh, the buzz of what's going on in terms yeah, of production. Still got his style in it. Yeah, definitely, and I think that's what I like about Anderson Pack. He has his own thing going on. He's a talented artist. He's a talented musician. He's a talented singer. 
Um, so always uh, like to hear something new from him. So yeah, he's playing Longitude this yeah, year. Yeah, he is. Gonna have to get on that. Yeah, Sunday, f- uh, July fifteenth. Um, he's playing alongside Sampha and Solange. Solange as well. Yeah, it's such a good lineup this year. I'm actually on holidays that week, but I think I'm back on the Sunday. So do I'm it. Gonna go straight to Marley Park. To yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to that. Now, our final track of the week is from an artist called Anamika, who is from uh, Wicklow and uh, now based in Cork. This is a song called Arbor. Coffee press, spread basket dreams. Hungry then still it seems. Oh, our bags press so. Anamika and a song called Arbor. Uh, I really like this. It uh, just came out this week. Uh, it features uh, Brian McGlynn of uh, Ye Vagabonds and Nick Rayner of Farewell GR. Now, Anamika is based in Cork now. This is actually her first single proper, I believe. First time I've heard her. I love this. Yeah, she's done some live gigs. Uh, she played at Sounds from a Safe Harbor for me last year with Ye Vagabonds, actually, in a pub. It was beautiful. They're amazing um, as well. Really nice. And uh, they've been playing a lot together. I think they're playing It Takes a Village this year in oh Cork yeah. as well, uh, next month. Um yeah, I really like this. Uh, it is her first official single released on her birthday. On her birthday, so yeah. yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> um, but it's real nice. Yeah, it kind of has that like unfolding folk sound that yeah. um, is can be quite prominent, but uh, I think she does a really good job of it and as well. And kind of like a, a jam session in the middle. I love it. Yeah, Good lovely point. track. So that's Anamika. The song is called Arbor. If you want to hear more about her, you can hit modernline.com. We have more on that track as well. And you can download that song from Bandcamp. Now it's time for Albums of the Week. Our first one is from David Byrne, American Utopia. Everybody's coming to my house from uh, David Burns' album American Utopia. Um, I, this is my album of the week for sure. Uh, I think uh, David Byrne, he may be turning 66 this year, but there's no doubt he's one of the most interesting artists around uh, and to me- reach middle age that we have in music. The former Talking Heads man has never really stopped working, and while he's made collaborative albums with St. Vincent, Fatboy Slim, and Brian Eno over recent years, American Utopia is his first solo album in 14 years, which is uh, wow. a surprise. Still going strong. Yeah, except I don't think it really qualifies as a solo album because it, it's solo album name only. He has 25 mm. different uh, musicians in, uh, contributing to this, including uh, One Tricks Point Never, 
the XX producer Roddy McDonald, uh, Doveman, um, Ian, uh, Brian Eno himself is back, Jack Pignate, um, a blast from the past there, uh, Samfa, Jam City, and many more. Wow. All of which are men uh, who Byrne really acknowledged as an unacceptable oversight on his part. As for the album itself, I think it's a fine addition to what uh, David Byrne does and his discography, an engaging and a surreal album of uh, art pop music in what he does so well that channels the queasiness of uh, kind of what's going on in the world into this kind of peculiar brand of spiritual expression. Um, that's what kind of what David Byrne is really good at. He doesn't uh, he doesn't do things lightly, and uh, I think what I really like about this, he does take some risks overall. Yeah. Doesn't all work. There's some lyrics that land quite clunkily in this album, and the song about the dog. While I love dogs, I'm not yes, sure as where it sure goes. That one. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I think he isn't afraid to go there. There's always something unusual and fresh, anyway. That's yeah, crazy. I think at his best, it, like it really stands up to the work of the talking of his Talking Heads days, and uh, at its worst, he comes across as a little bit like an annoying children's entertainer. Yeah. Um, something that just it does grates a little bit, um, but when it really works, and like it does on that song, uh, the celebratory and inclusive, everybody is coming to my house, which uh, has a great live video for. Um, oh yeah. Uh, well, it has an official video with a, a school, a college in Detroit. But the one I, I recommend you watch is uh, the Colbert performance. Oh, uh, yeah. Really nice and shows Bare you. Yeah. And it shows you where um, David Byrne may be going with his uh, live shows, which are promising to come to Ireland. I'm pretty sure by the time uh, you hear this podcast, he will be announced for Electric Picnic. That's Ooh. a guess. But uh, the Electric Picnic lineup is out this week. Bet. Uh, I would, I would, Put I would, I would bet a lot of money on that one now. To be honest, uh, yeah, because the only other festival I could see him playing was um, All Together Now, and they've announced their first lineup, and he's not on it. Oh. And he's played Electric before with Saint Vincent. Um, so I'd say that's a good part, uh, a good a good bet now if you could put a bet on it. Um, but what I love about the American Utopia is it is he's not afraid to look a bit foolish and to embrace that quirky side. Um, so it's a solid, solid album, a really good. Um, now, what he's talking about his live shows is quite interesting as well. He's talking it up. He said it's the most ambitious uh, live shows he's put on since Stop Making Sense. Well, that's, yeah. So that's his that's words. That's pretty big. Yeah, so um, that's uh, uh, David Byrne's American Utopia. We'll take uh, another track from it. Uh, this is called uh, Gasoline and Dirty Sheets. My favourite. This woman, she's a royalty.
favourite album of the week this week and it is All That Must Be by George Fitzgerald. This is George's second album, full album, um, with Domino Records and having been in Berlin for a while he moved back to London in recent years and has since become a father and maybe this is kind of coming out through his music. I think he used to kind of make music for the dance floor and now he's kind of moving into a more domestic kind of sound. He also has people such as Little Silva, Bonobo, Hudson Scott and Tracy Thorne featuring on the album. And he's really hitting all the genres there with collaborators. Um, so really nice music. Yeah, oh, I didn't I didn't realise it was Tracy Thorne, but I remember yeah. listening to the album going, oh, and that sounds like Tracy Thorne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's great. She's yeah. on the track Half Light. Um, her dark, kind of creamy voice is really nice on that. Yeah, there's a lot of build uh, going on there in the album, uh, building up and, and tearing it down and uh, tension and release. I like yeah. it a lot. Uh, do you think the domestic lifestyle is, uh, is going to be him hoovering? Is that what uh, we're yeah, talking about? Yeah, it could be, or maybe wiping some bums. Is that what this is a soundtrack bums. to? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is a soundtrack to wiping a child's bum. Yeah, there you down. go, guys. There you go. Um, so speaking now. of Tracy Thorne, actually, uh, I saw during the week that um, uh, Mr. Iggy Pop said him that he would love to have Tracy Thorne's voice. Wow. There you go. And she uh, reciprocated and said, I'd love to have his for a day. There you go. So they're going to try and maybe swap somehow. Um, what are your favorite songs on this? Um, my favorite would be probably Roll Back, but that's kind of the biggest one on there. I think that was the one he released just before the album with Little Silva. So I think we might play a little bit. Yeah, that. this song totally passed me by in the first place, but I'm really glad I got to hear it last week. This is uh, Roll Back. From uh, George Fitzgerald, and uh, that is uh, uh, from the album All, All That Must Be, that is uh, Roll Back, a uh, fine album. And uh, another album we've been listening to this week, just to give you a quick flavour of and a quick plug, it is from David Kish. You may have heard uh, that he already had this album out, but um, he's officially been released now. The album is called Use. Use. Use, that's David Kitt's new album, and here's a flavour of that. Freezing. Get from his new album Use out now. So our albums of the week were George Fitzgerald, All That Must Be, David Kitt Use, and uh, David Byrne with American Utopia. Now last week 
Don Deneen's Steve O'Connor directed documentary uh, Pathways debuted on YouTube for all to see. The film was commissioned by St. Patrick's Festival and sees Donald Deneen talking to 10 different artists living both here and abroad about their creative process. Interviewees include Enda Walsh, Brian Cross, a.k.a. B+, Annie Mack, Fiona Shaw and Rich Gilligan. Uh, so it's across multiple disciplines and uh, he travels and meets a lot of people. As well as being an interviewee in the film, uh, Japes Richie Egan also composed the soundtrack for it. So I caught up with him from his home in Malmo to discuss the soundtrack and we discussed creativity and procrastination along with what we can expect from his various projects in 2018. I'm interested in uh, some of the things that you talked about in the documentary itself when you were talking to Donald. like, I'm interested in your relationship with your own music and how that has changed over time. Yeah, I mean, what's, I suppose what, what has happened a little bit is that I've just become uh, less kind of showy-offy, if you know what I mean. And I've been I've been uh, just enjoying making music, but not really for any particular reason, you know, um, apart from the joy of making music. And, it's, and also trying to like get better at making music. So I've been working really hard, and now it's time because... Uh, I haven't put I haven't put that out in ages, so now it's time to sort of like take all of that work and collate it uh, and into the bones of a of a new record, you know. But I've been busy, like I've I've worked on the, on, I've been making music for a cartoon for the last year or two, and then I've also done the soundtrack for Donald's Thing, and so now it's time to basically get back to doing some Jape stuff and did the Rednecks record as well. So yeah, been busy enough, but uh, yeah. How does that? How does that making music for like to brief and uh, soundtracks and cartoons? How does that affect your own music? Do you think? Oh, it's the best thing ever because uh, I just I have zero pressure. You know, everything that I wrote for Donald's documentary and even all the songs that I wrote for the for the cartoon, uh, they came so easily because uh, it was just kind of like a very free freeing experience. You know, to be to just literally do loads of stuff that I've always kind of wanted to do, but maybe wasn't confident enough to try it in my own, like released music. Yeah. So I was able, so I was able to do a lot of experimenting and, and a lot of that experimenting worked really well. And now I'm bringing that back into the, to the Jape stuff. So I think that the, it's, it's um, been a very help, healthy, you know? Yeah. You talked in the documentary as well about um, deep diving into the creative part of yourself and it takes <laughs> that, deep dive to do it um what do you what do you need to do to get to that point now do you think well it's 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 a little bit difficult because what you need basically is time you know i think i I think lisa i think i read that in a lisa hannigan interview before and it made a lot of sense to me that like before you start doing really good work you need to sort of like switch the internet off and you need to just take a bit of time to get into a slower metabolism of a headspace of a more um, thoughtful headspace, you know, and that's, that's where you do your best stuff. I think it's been a bit hard recently because with the two kids, like it's like, it's mad, you know, it's hard to get 10 minutes, never mind. Yeah. Like a few days. No, I don't have kids, but it's something I've thought of a lot in terms of as a creative person or, or even just like you're, anyone who has a job and you're trying to do something and trying to manage yourself, your own energy as well as like your children. So like, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, it's that contemplation. I mean, if you want to push yourself forward as an artist, you have to contemplate like what you want to say, how are you going to say it, you know? And 
that contemplation is hard to find in the world we live in nowadays, you know? Yeah. Because there's always so much uh, false emergencies, they call them, where you just constantly have to be checking the internet for some fucking stupid reason, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it takes a while to it takes a while to get rid of those those shackles, you know, to lose them. And I'm bad at it sometimes. A lot yeah. of times, I'm bad. I just get dragged into checking the internet, you know, and... and then the thought that you had, the deep thought that you had is just gone, you know. You feel like when you're in that thought that you'll be able to keep it if you go and check the fucking Twitter for five minutes. But in reality, what happens is it creates a diversion and then that thought is gone, you know. And then it's like, then you feel guilty for not actually... If you spend a day where you're basically just like watching documentaries... It was one day I was I ended up watching a documentary about people illegally uh, smuggling cigarettes into, into England from Belgium. Yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? This is like a complete waste of my time. And so get rid of the, the... Trying to get rid of those moments. But is it sometimes not a waste of your time? Because uh, in my life here at the moment, like my wife has just uh, released a book called Slow at Work. And yeah, it's I know. It's finding that space... In a, and like the idea, one of the ideas in the book is about like procrastination and the idea yeah. of that, how that's actually a really useful tool for yourself. Um, okay. You need that time to ruminate, whether it's like going for a walk, going, going to a charity shop or whatever it is um, to browse, going, just being out of your normal comfort zone in order to create something. You also yeah. have to give yourself that space to do that. So that, makes, you, that makes sense. Are you good at procrastinating then? I'm really the world's best procrastinator. <laughs> well, you know what I do actually a lot? I, I end up procrastinating by making music, which is kind of cool because what I do sometimes, like for example, the the, the the soundtrack, the Donald soundtrack to me, that was like procrastination from making the J-Brick record, you know? And so it's, and the cartoon stuff was, was procrastination from also making the J-Brick record. So if I'm given something, I think I can procrastinate by, by actually working, which is pretty cool sometimes because I rarely leave the house these days. Like I just kind of in the gaff all the time yeah so how about that then you're in Malmo obviously you talk about that in the documentary as well when Donald's interviewing you and, oh. you know you have a there's a like a small group of people from Ireland who live there but you went there you were saying it's a very slow place yeah it's a really to be honest with you it's really boring like uh, it, there's nothing really here you know in terms of culture there's there's an amazing festival every year called Intonal in Inconst and there are some good gigs on, but mainly Malmo is 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 hopped over for Copenhagen, uh, or uh, Lund. So Malmo's kind of culturally vacuous, you know. I've never really heard a band apart from that girl Alice Bowman. You know yeah. that girl? Yeah. She's like the only person I think I ever, and the Cardigans I think are from Malmo as well. But that was a while ago, obviously. There's not really any of the other bands I've seen and stuff over here are sort of like you know, good surf rock bands or good rock and roll bands. And, you know, that's cool, but it's not really my my thing, you know. And that's what I love about going back to Dublin is that uh, there's so much creativity and so many people to me who are doing something that you kind of can be inspired by. Whereas in Malmo, it's much more um, like you kind of have to make your own fun, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, does that mean then there's less, it's harder then to find that uh, creative well that, you know, need to be replenished and nourished all the time? But here's the thing that, that that was definitely a huge problem when I first moved here. Um, but what what happens over time is that you find your brain finds new ways of getting stimulated, you know. So for me, I've, I've been working on like working really slowly has been stimulating me uh, a lot recently, like taking a lot of time to maybe make a tape loop and or, you know, just getting involved in something and a, a micro task that I normally when would have rushed over, you know, like a drum pattern or something like that. I would have kind of never spent 
like properly intellectually thinking about why am I doing this and you know and that's kind of giving me cre- creativity so it's like finding new ways of looking at problems has given me a, a bit of a boost you know and it, the results have been way more satisfying to me as well because um, I think when you rush anything you, it's always bad you know mm. so that's been inspired me recently and it's it's just finding a way of getting inspired in a new way and, and Malmo is really boring as I say so it's kind of like trying to find something in your own head that can uh you know spark you off yeah so that, that yeah you're basically relying on yourself uh in, in a really like properly creative way to come up with your ideas and not allow the external outside to to dictate what your art will be yeah but exactly and it's a bit scary to be honest with you because the stuff i've been doing is so different to to, the, to anything i've ever done before you know but it's as an artist you kind of have to be you kind of have to feel a bit scared sometimes i think uh so yeah it's weird you know yeah. i'd happily to be honest with you i'd happily just sit in this in making music and for purely i mean this sounds a bit cheesy but pure spiritual and mental health reasons you know uh but unfortunately in order to to survive and in, and in, in, as a musician which I am fully a musician producer, then you need to kind of release it. <laughs> yeah. You know, you have to engage, and you know that's a different conversation, I suppose. But you, you have to engage with people. Yeah, you know? sure. Um, and in terms of saying the soundtrack stuff, like when you talked to Donald first, did he give you a brief about what he wanted, or? Uh, well, Donald told me he was making when he was over doing the interview. Uh, he said he he was looking for someone to make music, and he asked me would I be interested in trying it, and I said one hundred percent. And then I I I told I told him like I don't really need to see any of the documentary because what I'll do is I'll just try to feel what you would like to have in the documentary because I feel like I know what you want to say. So then I went away and then I made a piece of music which uh, was the one I sent to you. That was the first piece I made, yeah. uh, and he really liked it. So then I was like, okay, cool. This is this is the good stuff basically so my whole and then i heard about what the you know with the different interviews and my idea in my head was uh, the idea of contemplation that the music should feel contemplative and that that every now and again things should bubble to the surface in the same way that when you're an artist as all the people who are interviewed are you you, you have this time where you're, you're thinking of of stuff and then every now and again a good idea will pop up through the surface and that was that was basically all i was thinking when i was making the 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 music that that sort of had to adhere to it. And there was one where they wanted a, a, a hip-hop, because uh, B+, plus obviously, they wanted a sort of a hip-hop feel, and I tried that, and that's the one I'm kind of least happy with in the, the documentary, because it's not really coming from the absolute heart, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but everything, everything else kind of is, so. It was an interesting experiment, and I, when I'm looking at it now and listening to the music, I think it turned out pretty well, you know. I think it might, uh, there's a few things that might change, but overall I'm, I'm pretty happy with how it turned out. And it was great to work with Donald, great to work with Steve, and a guy called Rod who who kind of mastered it all at the end. So yeah. it's a nice, you know, it's a nice little project to be part of. And Karen, and Karen and St. Patrick's Day Festival, like, fair play to them for commissioning something that's kind of like that, you know. Yeah, it has it has uh, sustenance in it, and it has uh, a life uh, a shelf life as well as a documentary as opposed to just like it's not simply oh we did this for as a marketing tool or, or checkbox yeah 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 it's totally, something yeah. you could actually sit down a, uh, get involved in and lose yourself in a bit as well totally and like there's love in it you know Donald Donald really like that this is his baby you know and he really he envisioned it and the love that he put into the interviews you can see you know you can see how interested he is in the whole process and and that you know 
it's it's really nice to see that you know yeah good um so what about your your own music now at the moment where are you at with it and and, and how uh, and how do you feel about it how that at the moment at the moment i'm re- i've got loads and loads of shit recorded like shit loads and i've i'd say out of all that i'm kind of happy with about maybe f- five or six songs so that's where i am at the moment mm-hmm. Um, and then the idea is just to like literally I'm, I've turned down some stuff and all now because the only thing I'm, I'm concerned about is getting this this done and I have a I have a I have an idea I have got basically two ideas of how I want it to sound and I'm trying to meld them together you know and I just want I want something to have um, to come from the heart basically and I think it's I'm, I'm getting there you know it's like I'm getting there you know yeah so um, I mean would you work on all of your tracks uh, like pretty much constantly now at this point. No, well, I, I'm still I'm still trying to find. I'm, what I've been doing is just experimenting, experimenting my ass off, and then every now and again something sticks, and I've got some really good songs, and then I'm like, it's kind of hard to explain. It's there's there's two ways I kind of been working. One of them is sort of uh, cerebrally by setting up, uh, take, like waking up in the morning and saying today I'm going to make an eight inch long tape loop. And I'm going to make a seven inch long tape loop, tape loop and put loops on the two of them and see how they interplay with each other. So that's actually like a kind of a mental exercise that I that I do to get myself kickstarted. And then if the, if the mental exercise, that was just an example, works, then I can take that and then try and bring that into the, into, an, into a song, you know. Yeah, OK, so cool. it sounds a bit like the I mean, the idea of um, Brian, you know, is like limitations and all that kind of stuff is like you only allow yourself. You set your guidelines for the day. And in mm. giving yourself oh, those wow. limitations, the creativity, like he might say, oh, so today you're only allowed to use the left uh, side of the room or whatever it is, uh, wow, whatever, cool. whatever's over there, yeah. or you're only allowed to use the black keys or whatever it is, you know. Is like, that the oblique, is that the oblique yeah. strategies? Yeah, yeah. 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 I find that nowadays as well as, as a musician anyway, or as a producer, there's so many options, you know, and those options, like, I mean, they can become overwhelming. So if you just say, as you say, or as he say, just today, I'll just make a tape loop with a piano loop on the tape loop. And then it does, it gives you, it does start you off, you know, it's like you make a decision that you're not going to sit around checking presets on a synthesizer or something for two hours which you could easily do yeah yeah true um, so what about the Redneck stuff uh, you guys did yeah. some gigs uh, where, where are you at with that now that, that album is completely recorded and we also we did the gig to get the money to mix it so now it's Dave, David Odlum is, um, is mixing it and he, he actually should be finished very soon Great. I think he should. Be, I think he should already be finished. But he, he's, he's. I think he's away at the moment doing some musical director or something. So, okay. he, he's got them in decent shape. It's just about ready to go. We, we really want to get it out this year because it's twenty years since, um, since the Rednecks are gone this year. So. was Richie Egan on the phone from uh, Malmo where he now lives and uh, looking forward to hearing some uh, new music from him as well this year as he said there looks like there'll be a Redneck Manifesto album doesn't sound like like to be a Jape album anytime very soon but um, it's good to hear he's in good spirits that was a good I had a nice chat with him and uh, so yeah always good to hear from Richie uh, he is playing all together now later this summer as well for sure 
that's sort of it for our show this week. We're um, all finished. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I, w- I think uh, for the last song of of this podcast, uh, I thought it'd be funny in a way because I've uh, I've been having a funny week in lots of ways. Uh, I'm DJing tomorrow. Uh, by the time you'll hear this, it'll be probably gone and over. But uh, I'm doing this. Uh, Science Gallery have a new exhibition called Fake, and uh, so they're examining that as a theme. And uh, as part of it, they asked me to um, play uh, some tunes based on the idea of fake and uh it's been a really interesting process there's a there's a i really love getting to delve into uh new and old music and um we decided as under the team fake we'd i'd play a lot of cover versions and uh i know for a fact that too many djs had a great hour mix of weird covers (laughs) from back in the day i love stuff like that i love familiar songs that you if you were a DJ and you're like, what's that? Who's doing that song? Um, so I'm gonna fi- we're going to finish the show uh, with a song from, uh, uh, well, I guess it's a callback to the fact that we had David Burns, uh, American Utopia, on the podcast. going to play a cover of Psycho Killer by a lady called Debbie Neon. This is a song I have on vinyl, and uh, I was kind of going, that's gas. It's good it and works. bad in equal measures. I really like it. Ellen, thank you so much for for being on the pod and uh, really also, appreciate it. Just to say to everyone, go into that uh, exhibition. I went in; they have a wall of fake cheese. Oh, in the science gallery. Why? What's fake about it? Um, you know the plastic kind of cheesy sheets oh, that you right, get. Okay, yeah. There's a wall covered in that. Okay, well, I, I'm being, go in and get your picture I'm taken myself this week, so I'll have a look. Very good. This is Debbie Neon with Psycho Killer. We'll be back next week on the 909 podcast.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.